Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm here to help you fully know your value, reclaim your power, and boldly create the life you love instead of living from someone else's script. So if you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. Don't water down your wild. Step out of the race you never wanted to be in and forge your own path. Let's go. Hey, Changemaker. What's up? What's up? Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be back with you today. If you are new to the show and you wonder why there have been so many replays over the last several weeks, it's because I try to practice what I preach about self-care, overextending myself, and creating harmony in my life. I have a tendency to push myself too far, to do too much, and spread myself too thinly. And then it causes me to do things half-assed instead of with excellence. And then I get tired and worn out from all of it. And so, also because I have learned to stop underestimating the power that pausing to recalibrate my focus and my intentions, my mental health, and my physical ability brings me. I'm trying to walk in the power of my best self. And that means taking breaks from time to time, even from this podcast. So just give you an understanding of an explanation of my heart and where I'm coming from. So I had an incredible break. I enjoyed every minute of the Christmas season, which in my head started months ago when the airline tickets were bought for the Seattle crew to come to Georgia. Um, It was our first ever Christmas with all of the kids and grandkids and It didn't end until about two days after I took my parents back to their home in Tennessee and my body realized it was all over. I mean, I was happy, but I was also exhausted. And I was really glad that I had scheduled the white space time off that let me take care of myself and get all of my emotions settled. You know, from the excitement of everybody getting here and the planning of the gifts and the surprises and the fun of reconnecting with my long distance big kids and the grandkids and all the way to the pain of saying see you later to everybody at the airport with the kids getting on the plane and to my parents taking them back to Tennessee. I let myself feel all the feelings and I didn't try to rush through any of the uncomfortable ones. I just sat with them because, you know, it's pretty common after a big event when it's over to somehow feel let down or depressed or disappointed or whatever. And I think it goes along with being tired and just being on such a big roller coaster, you know, like big emotions, big excitement of the season has to naturally, if you go up, it's got to come back down. And so it's not that it was bad, but it was just a lot. So all that to say, I missed you. Did you miss me? So my goal for you in this episode, I'm going to go ahead and stop blathering about the other junk now. My goal for this episode is to show you how to develop awareness of the deep and profound ways your ego and your expectations affect your feelings, your mood, your attitude, your joy, and most importantly, your connection with other people. Self-awareness is the first of the four gates to go through to get to a higher level of living. And I want to raise that awareness in these areas because not managing these two things does so much more damage than we realize. And managing them well basically brings us less disappointment, stronger communication and trust, 
deeper intimacy and greater acceptance and support toward other people and from them. So basically, they cause big damage or big happy benefits. So I don't know what feelings or thoughts you get when you hear the words ego and expectations. But for me, the word ego tends to bring up more of a negative connotation and the word expectations brings up more of a neutral feeling. Like with pretty much anything else in life, either of them can be good or bad. And so I'm going to start with the ego and tell you, I think generally the ego is actually a pretty good thing, especially when the driving force, when it is the driving force behind things like your sense of self-preservation, ambition, motivation. And I think expectations can be good when they're used to set goals, when they offer stability in relationships, and when they drive us to plan and streamline processes. And they, they can give us good feedback and reinforcement. And normally, I would stand on the positive side and work from here, but our brains have a tendency to notice and learn from negative things easier or maybe sometimes a little more clearly than they do from positive ones. Because sometimes when things are going great, we don't notice the things. And so when something isn't going great, that's when we're paying attention because there's usually a little bit of discomfort or pain involved. And so I'm going to approach this from that standpoint today. So let's talk about ego for a minute. I'm sure you have seen some inflated and rigid egos that have, well, you know, to be honest, created challenges, to put it nicely, for the person whose ego energy is out of balance, as well as for you. And like me, you know, maybe sometimes you've been the person with the ego problem that caused an issue for someone else. There are problems with an unhealthy ego. Some of them are obvious and everybody's aware of them, but some are not as obvious. And so we're going to start with one problem is that it affects our personal growth. An unhealthy ego causes us to overestimate our abilities and in turn underestimate challenges. We tend to gloss right over them. It also affects us because we develop closed-mindedness. We resist feedback and learning, which keeps us stagnant. And then it's hard to admit mistakes. So there's no personal responsibility there. And it keeps us from learning from our failures or our misjudgments. Doesn't have to be a bad, wrong thing. It could just be a minor wrong thing. But if we're not open to learning and our ego's not in check, then we're not going to learn anything, whether it's big or small. And it also affects our relationships because it puts us on a pedestal and our ego separates us from other people. You know, one of the four human drives is a desire for a deeper connection with other people. And an unchecked ego is going to stand in the way of that because it causes division. It also affects our relationships because it causes us to be controlling and manipulative. And trying to dictate situations and other people's reactions well, that's going to damage trust and respect. And then when we are comparing ourselves to other people all the time, that always is going to breed envy and bitterness. And it also creates an internal struggle because your ego will constantly need validation. And don't get me wrong, being validated by an outside source is cool, feels really good, but constantly needing to be validated by something outside of you is going to create a monster within who never gets enough to eat. 
you have to develop a real sense of self-acceptance so that your confidence and your inner peace about yourself actually keeps you steady. Otherwise, you're going to get whiplash from riding that that emotional roller coaster of being validated by others and then being criticized by others. Because how you feel about yourself is too tied up in their opinion. So you're always going to be getting tossed back and forth, up and down. Another internal struggle that it creates is a fear of failure. And the problem with that is that when you're afraid of failing, you end up not taking risks because you're trying to keep it safe or play it safe. So that means you're never going to reach your full potential. And that requires risks. Nobody ever achieved big things without taking big risks. And then it affects your anxiety and your stress because your ego will have you trying to maintain a certain image or a level of power or control and it just wears you out and leaves you exhausted. So generally speaking, I've said this before on here, I'll say it again, your ego's not your amigo. But we can do some things to keep it in the proper perspective when we become aware of them being out of line. So it's just important to be aware. And the first thing is to honestly evaluate your strengths and weaknesses. You can take an honest, objective look at yourself and you can acknowledge your strengths and your limitations without it having to mean that you're broken or that something's wrong with you. You're going to be naturally good at some things and not good at others, just like everybody else. And most any skill can be developed at least a little bit. So you can just... Be objective and say, I'm not so great at this. And of course, another option is to ask somebody that you trust for some honest feedback and not somebody who's just going to tell you only great things about yourself, but you don't want to ask somebody who's going to tear you down and rip you up. Another way that I think we can keep our egos in check is to focus on gratitude because when you spend time appreciating your gifts and your blessings and you realize that That's just what they are, blessings and gifts. You realize how futile it is for you to resent the gifts in somebody else. Not to overstate the obvious, but who you hang around with matters. Because if you're not spending time with people who support you, people who celebrate you, and people who challenge you constructively, that's the key, you need different people to hang out with. So... That's enough about ego. Just check in with yourself. Let's talk about expectations. I have hurt my own feelings with expectations that I never even discussed with the other person involved. You ever done that? Like, I have assumed that a situation was a certain way or assumed that they would respond or react to something the way I would. And I have wasted, I'm embarrassed to say this, but it's true. I have wasted a lot of energy being mad about something that honestly, I had no good reason to be upset about. And every time that's ever happened, it's always been about my ego or my expectation and something I didn't communicate to somebody else. And you know, the thing with expectations is that usually our issue is that our expectation was unmet. And our expectation might be unmet for a couple of different reasons. One, sometimes I think they're unmet because we're completely unaware of them. I think sometimes we get upset about something and it surprises us when we realize that we got really worked up about it as much as we did. 
And when that happens, it's usually because we didn't realize we even had an expectation until we were dealing with feeling sad or mad or disappointed. And you have to be curious in order to develop awareness around this. Like you might need to ask yourself, why does this bother me so much? What about this is prompting my feelings? Another thing with unmet expectations is that I think sometimes they're underlying, which is part of the unaware thing a little bit. But I think sometimes we just expect people to think like we do and respond the way we would. And then we take it personally when they don't and we get bent out of shape. There have been times in my life where a response or a reaction or a feeling just was normal and expected, but it wasn't for the other person. Or maybe it would have been for the other person if they had been in a different frame of mind or approached the situation differently or if there were other circumstances surrounding it. And so, you know, clues to that one is when you do have a conversation with someone and they say things like, oh yeah, I didn't see it like that. But when you explain it that way, I can see why you view it like this or why you got upset or I see your perspective now. But the underlying things, sometimes those are things we're unaware of, but sometimes they're just assumptions that we make. And we forget there are other perspectives that are just as valid as our own. And we need to be aware of ways that we could maybe give the other person the benefit of the doubt. And sometimes our problem with our expectations is that they're just unrealistic. You ever had a really unrealistic expectation of a situation and got mad when when it didn't go like you thought it should? I have. And sometimes we don't view a situation through a very clear lens. Some of the situations I've had when I look back on them, I realize my expectations were unrealistic because I thought that things would proceed and I didn't take into account any variations at all or any offshoots or any pivots or side roads or anything that could go wrong. And then I'm all mad and got myself up into a lather because things just didn't go right. But sometimes it's because I didn't put any effort into them. So let's talk about met expectations. We talked about the unmet, but let's talk about the met ones because they're a little bit of a a weird one. Like this is when you expect something negative and it happens, but you're still mad and you act like it shouldn't have happened. You know, you, you've probably done this. I've done this. I've said things like, yeah, he's probably going to forget to do it. Or yeah, she probably won't even show up. I'd be surprised if she shows up. But then when he forgets and she doesn't show up, I still get my feelings hurt. Even though I expected them to let me down And then I get mad because they let me down. Did I have a conversation with them ahead of time? No. And when this happens, this is how we develop an awareness of whether or not we were clear with our needs, our wants, our feelings, and our expectations. Because there were a lot of times I've gotten upset, I didn't even express myself. I didn't have a conversation telling them why something mattered to me or that it mattered. There were times... I didn't even ask or consider what their expectations were. Sometimes you got to ask yourself if what you expected was even reasonable. Is the person even capable of doing or being the thing that we expected them to be or do? Because I have definitely been guilty of expecting too much 
and expecting things that they couldn't deliver. And so to hammer home a couple of the points with managing expectations, I want to share a few things from our Christmas visit with you. In the area of ego, I wanted to make sure that I didn't do something, take something personal that wasn't mine to do or take personally. And that started with, and this was, this is actually, it may not be the case for everyone, but it's, it was an issue for me because it was an issue for us when we were in, in the military, we were active duty and moving from place to place and not getting to see family very often. And that was that our family, sometimes some members would get upset if we wanted to spend time with friends. And I knew that with my Seattle kids coming into town, you know, they used to live here. And so they had friends here and it was only natural that they were going to want to see those friends. And I wanted to make sure that I knew this isn't personal. My kids wanting to spend some time with their friends doesn't mean they don't want to spend time with me. So I kept that in check and I didn't take it personal when they said, oh, hey, we're going to go see so-and-so. Now that's not to say that there doesn't need to be a conversation about what times or days or how you're going to spend time with people doesn't need to happen. My, my, my point is that I didn't want my ego to be like, oh, they don't want to be with me because they want to see friends. That's not true. My kids have enough love in their heart for me and their friends. The other thing with regard to expectations, in my house, there's Moose, me, and the dog. Our house is really quiet. I am not a person who keeps the TV on for background noise. If my TV is on, I'm sitting down watching it. I'm paying attention. So my house is really quiet. And I knew that with all the people here for Christmas, my house was not going to be quiet. I was expecting noise. I knew it was going to be realistic that my house wasn't going to be like it usually is. I also expected that, you know, the two little grandkids, they are two and nine months And so I knew that there was going to be a very good possibility that they were going to be tired and cranky and out of sorts. Because even though being at my house is great, it's still new to them. Plus, there was going to be a three-hour time difference. And it was going to take a little bit for their little bodies to get used to the time change. I also expected that my parents would get and feel a little overwhelmed because their house is even quieter than our house is. And so I knew that they had the hotel they could go to if they got a little overwhelmed, but I expected them to feel kind of like, whoo, this is big. This is a lot. I expected my kids to want to see their friends and visit with them. I was prepared for the higher grocery bill. I was buying more food. I was expecting the higher electric bill. You know, we moved two couches into our garage and put an air mattress in there. And we put a heater in there and we set up a couple of tables for the kids to play with Legos and clay and all that kind of stuff on. And so we wanted to keep it warm in there for them because the house itself isn't big enough for everybody. And plus, you know, the bigger kids, they're nine and 12. And so the three of them were going to be hanging out in there and they were going to be having different conversations and watching videos and probably generating their own noise. And so I knew that meant I was going to have a higher electric bill. When I got the higher electric bill, it wasn't a shock. I wasn't like, oh my God, why is my electric bill so high? I knew that I was spending more on groceries. And so it was good for me to have these expectations because none of them shocked me or kind of threw me off my game a little bit and caused me to feel 
anxious or overwhelmed or anything like that. And I was prepared that if I did get really bogged down by all the noise of, you know, five kids running around the house, that I was just going to say, I just need a few minutes of quiet. And I was going to either go for a ride or step outside or take a bath or something. But I think because I managed my expectations so well, none of them actually were an issue at all. Another thing that I want to tell you about is the inflatable Santa suits. Moose (laughs) Moose and I bought inflatable Santa suits. They got little fans in them to blow them up and keep you cool. And um, yeah, we <laughs> we took them to the airport to pick up the Seattle kids. And we put them on in the airport, right over our clothes. We put them on in the Atlanta airport. Most everyone comes on the escalator. And the way it works is they get off the plane train which is the train that takes you from your gate and brings you all the way because the Atlanta airport is like a mini city all by itself. And um, it's kind of like running a 5K to get through it. And so the plane train stops and you get out and you get on the escalator and it brings you up and then on this incline. And when you get to the top, that's where everybody can greet you. And so there's always a group gathered there. And we wanted to be... My expectation was that Moose and I would be these (laughs) ridiculous four-foot-wide inflatable Santas (laughs) or inflated Santas greeting them when they got got to the top of the escalator. But then we remembered they had the double stroller with them. And so then we were not sure if they were going to come up the escalator or if they were going to come on an elevator. So while we were walking around in these inflatable Santa suits, in the airport, we had to find out where the elevators were. Turns out there was three different places it could come out, so then we didn't know where to stand. And I had this hope that they would come up the escalator, crest the top, and see us in all of our ridiculousness, because we had Santa hats on too, um, to go along with these inflatable suits, and see the ridiculousness and laugh at us, right? I was really excited to see their reaction, but I also told myself The two little girls had never flown before. It was an overnight flight, and there was no way to know if it was a rough flight, maybe it had a little turbulence, maybe it was a smooth flight. Were they going to all get some sleep? Was no was going? No one was going to get any sleep. We didn't know what to expect. Were the girls going to get off the plane screaming their heads off and not be comforted or anything like that? We didn't know. So I told myself that if they come over the top of that escalator. And they are not, they don't bust out laughing at us or being happy (laughs) if they're overwhelmed or tired or seem stressed or frustrated. That was not going to be something I was going to take personally. And I wasn't going to let myself be disappointed. I had very realistic expectations of what we might encounter. And that helped me to keep things in check. The reality was what actually happened was that We thought they were going to come up an elevator. We had texted back and forth with them, and Ryan didn't say, no, we're going to go ahead and stay with the escalator. I'll just pick up the double stroller. And so we actually didn't get to see them when they came up the escalator. Moose was trying to keep an eye on one of the elevator areas, so he had his back to them, and they saw him because they saw what is this big red thing in the airport in this crowd and they realize oh that's just our dad 
And then Ryan texted me and said, where are you? We're here with dad. And I'm like, man. So I didn't get to see their faces when they saw their dad um, and how crazy we looked. So it was a little disappointing, but it was still fun because, of course, they were like, we're so glad to be off the plane. We're so happy to see you. You guys are great. Ah, ha, ha, ha. But the thing that I never expected, never even gave a thought to, that actually prof- profoundly affected us, was that when we were at the airport, the number of people who were going to talk to us, the passengers and the people who worked at the airport, who came up and said something to us. At least 20 people took our pictures. At least half that many took videos. Some of them tried to be slick about it and didn't say anything, but we knew what they were doing. And others came up straight and just walked up and said, this is great, could I take a video with you? Would you let me take a picture? One, several people came and said, you know, I really needed the joy that you brought this morning so glad you guys are doing this. You guys look great. Hey, Merry Christmas. Somebody walked up and said, can you put in a good word for the, to the big guy for me? And I was like, yeah, I, I'm pretty tight with him. What do you want for Christmas? And this was a grown man. He was <laughs> he named off some electronic, whatever the new PS, PS27, Nintendo 41, whatever the new device is that um, people are playing these days. He was like, I want this. And I was like, all right, well, you never know what Santa will bring you. And um, it was great, but people were hurting. And one guy walked up to us and he was sort of smiling and chuckling. And he walked up and he said, you guys look great. And we were like, oh, thank you. And he was like, I really appreciate that what you guys are doing. You look, you look great. And it really put a smile on my face. And we were like, oh, hey, that's nice to hear. And he started to, he got a little choked up. I won't say he started to cry, but he definitely had that big lump in his throat. And he got caught on his words and he said, My wife is over in whatever the hospital is that's over there. I think it was Emory. He said, she almost didn't make it. She's just started to look a little better during the night. I'm here. I had to leave her in intensive care so I could come over here and pick up our daughter who's flying in from across the country. And it's all been a lot. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate the joy that you're bringing. And all the other people who talked to us, there were others who said similar things. Several said, thank you for the smile you put on my face. And I realized we should have expected that this would have a ripple effect on other people, not just our kids. And to be honest with you, I kind of want to carve out a day later this year in December to go to the airport and just hang around, wave at people, wish them a Merry Christmas. I can't, And also, I might have to get to know the airport a little bit because we had a ton of people ask us where certain terminals were and where certain gates were. And it was, I think they thought we worked there. I don't know. I, I don't know. But anyway, the things that we didn't expect brought us a lot of joy and were really very fulfilling. And then the things that we had kind of expected and looked out for didn't come to fruition, like the kids being cranky. And then other things that we had hoped, or we didn't hope they would be cranky, but we were watching for that. But we had hoped to see big smiles and laughter on their faces. And so we didn't quite get that expectation met. But all in all, it was a really great time. And I learned a lot. And one of the things, the other thing that reinforces, when I took my mom and stepdad home, 
I asked them, you know, it's all over. We're tired. They're back home. They've got unpacking to do. And I said very casually, would you do this again? Knowing everything all in all, as crazy as this was, as loud, as wild, as busy, as hectic, as much as these, you know, extra expenses all came together. Would you do this again? And my mom asked my stepdad and he said, I would. He said, but but not for 11 days. And I think even though he knew what day I was coming up to get them, what day I was taking them home, even though he knew they were going to be at my house for some of the days and at hotels for the other days, I think he wasn't maybe expecting for how discombobulated he was going to feel being away from home for 11 days. And so I hope that this episode just prompts some stirring inside you to become aware of things that you expect, that you know about, that you're conscious of, that you're not conscious of, things that you um, might have underlying that you've never addressed. And I hope that it prompts you, if it is that case where it's underlying and you haven't addressed them, I hope it prompts you to care about the relationship with the other person enough to have a conversation. At the very least, if you can't have a conversation with the other person about expectations or managing them or anything like that in a way that strengthens the relationship, I hope you will at least be brave enough to acknowledge it yourself and to be real with yourself about expectations you had that were unmet and that have hurt your feelings, that have let you down, uh, that made you mad. And ask yourself about ways that maybe you've had expectations that were unreasonable or unrealistic. And even the ones that you're unaware of and, and how those things might be holding you back and what you can do to make it better, whether that's a conversation with someone else or just being honest with yourself and remembering to ask yourself what part your ego might be playing in here and is it in check or is it allowed to just run rampant? Because your happiness and your joy are too important to just leave to chance. Your feelings matter too much to just leave to chance. You're too important to not be intentional about going after and creating and fostering and generating the things in your life that make you happy, that bring you joy, and that make your relationship stronger and deepen them. Because I know that at the end of the day, in your core, you want the same things I do. And one of those things is the desire to have deeper connections with people. And we don't want something to be out of control that we're unaware of that we can absolutely control and manage to be the thing that makes that swerve off the road, right? That's all I've got for you today. It's nice to be back with you. I've missed you. Have a great week. I'll be back with more next time.